Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The government announced last week that face coverings, stroke masks, must now be worn in all shops, retail settings and shopping centres. It said strong advice is for people to start obeying the guidelines and guidance immediately, but said regulations will take some time to draft. So technically speaking, here's the thing, right? If a shop refuses you on the basis of not wearing a mask today, I don't know legally where they stand. Because technically speaking, they can't stop you because there isn't a law. This is government guidelines. There is on public transport. There is legislation there currently in place at the moment that you cannot go on public transport without a mask unless you are exempt. And there's a list of things, mind you, in the exemptions. It does say uh, people with special needs or those who feel uncomfortable uh, or, or get stressed or whatever the wording they use. Uh, you could always, I suppose, go to your own doctor and get a note and say that it makes you feel paranoid or something like that. But the main thing is they're very clear in the guidelines and they're very clear in the law in relation to public transport that we're not to stigmatise people who don't wear a mask. So if you see somebody getting onto a bus who's not wearing a mask, don't all suddenly go, bastard, he's spreading the disease to everybody. He may not be. He may have a disability or she may have a disability. They may have COPD. They may feel a difficult breathing wearing a mask and they can't wear one. So be conscious of that. Don't be stigmatising everybody. Don't be turning against each other. Anyway, in relation to the shops, there is no legislation currently at the moment. They will have to bring in legislation for that. So there is no law that says you cannot go into a shop currently at the moment wearing a, wearing a mask. It's a guideline. So some of the shops may stop you, some may not. Anyway, regulations to enforce the compulsory wearing of face coverings on public transport as they came in last week. And Taoiseach Michal Martin announced the new measures after confirming that Ireland will not progress to phase four and lifting COVID restrictions. The Cabinet agreed the current health measures on COVID-19 should remain in place until the 10th of August. Uh, Mr Martin uh, also announced that uh, retail staff will be required to wear face coverings unless there is a partition in place or a space of two metres between them and the customers. Many shops... As I'm from today, are appealing to customers to wear masks. Uh, some are refusing entry to those who don't have the face covering. As I said, that's a le- dodgy legal territory there, but however, we leave that to a solicitor to work out. But I want to simply get your thoughts on this. Have you started wearing a mask to shops? Maybe you have been wearing one all along, or maybe you're totally against it. And see, that you believe the whole thing is just silly and it's aesthetics at this stage. I want to get your thoughts on face coverings in shops, and do you agree with it being mandatory? Now, we have asked on numerous occasions that the Irish experts that you hear on radio on many occasions that come on the show uh, to talk to us about things like this. But unfortunately, we can't seem to get them. And uh, they're quite friendly to other radio stations who will just agree with everything they say. But in saying that, uh, I would like to get your thoughts. Um, if you go back in relation to wearing masks, and I can only base this on the studies that have been done over the last nine or ten years, and I can start reading out all the studies. I have them here in front of me. And I'll give you just a 2009 use of surgical masks to reduce the incidence of common cold amongst healthcare workers in Japan. It was a randomised controlled test uh, and they said they were um, masked healthcare workers uh, were significantly more likely to experience headaches. Face mask use in, ha- in healthcare workers was not demonstrated to provide benefits in the terms of cold symptoms, which is cold, by the way. The common cold is a coronavirus. It's not COVID-19, but it is a coronavirus. Um, another um, one, I just created one or two of them here in 2016. 
and it uh, basically says uh, there was uh, there was absolutely no correlation or connection between the rise or de- decrease in infection between those wearing masks and those not wearing masks. Um, here's another one from 2017. A total of six RCTs, that's random controlled tests, involving 9,171 participants. There was no statistical significant differences in preventing laboratory con- uh, confirmed influenza, laboratory confirmed respiratory viral infections, laboratory confirmed respiratory infection and influenza-like illnesses using N95 or surgical mask. N95 is the mask you see with the little filters on the side. Uh, the use of N95 res- uh, respirators uh, compared with surgical masks is not associated with a lower risk of laboratory confirmed influenza. So conclusion, by random controlled tests over the period of 10 years, basically said there was no benefits. And the WHO themselves on the 31st of March put out a statement basing it on those studies saying there was no benefit to the general public to wear masks. So why are we suddenly all wearing them? Is this political? Or what is it? Or is it just aesthetics? I mean, even in Ireland, I remember Neffet themselves and the HSE argued with Pat Kenny. I heard them on News Talk where they argued with him as to why we're not wearing masks because they believed there was no benefit to it. They said, in fact, quite the opposite. If they're worn badly or messed around with, they can have quite a negative effect. In other words, you're touching your face more. Eamon Ryan puts up a picture on Twitter. Last week or during the week, basically saying out to get my first haircut today. And there he is with his mask and a barber behind him with a mask on down below his mouth. And I'm going, so what's the point in a barber with his mask down below his mouth? And this is the point of what they talk about having no benefit. Because the masks, firstly, don't work too well because they're not fitting your face properly. And secondly, we're messing with them and fiddling with them all the time. And they don't have them on properly. People are wearing them for the sake of wearing them. And that's what I noticed on the Lewis the other day. The people have them below their noses. Or they were taking them off and putting them under their chin. And then if an inspector gets on, you just lift it back up again. It's pointless. Absolutely pointless. They serve no benefit at all. Unless we're all surgeons. And we wear them for 20 minutes at a time. Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-0008. Do you see the benefit of it? Are you going to wear it? And is it going to be a problem for you? Let me know what you think. 087-188-0008. Alan, you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Alan? Alan, are you there? Alan. Oh, we've lost Alan already. Hey, how are you? Yeah, oh, there you are now. How are you, Alan? Good. Uh, just before we get into that, was Eamon Ryan awake when he took the photograph or did something else? I, I think he just woke up after snooze. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I actually put a tweet up and I said, Eamon, I said, your barber might as well have a handbrake on a canoe because his mask was down below his mouth. And I said, but you probably didn't notice because you were having a quick snooze. <laughs> I, I think he's addressed that already, didn't he? He said it was a frailty in human nature. Well, he's actually been tasked with actually doing a bit of work now. He's falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, what you get away with on the back benches? Well. What was he dreaming about? You reckon windmills and bicycles? Uh, reducing speed limits on motorways to ridiculous <laughs> levels. But that's a different story. Yeah, probably had sharing cars in rural Ireland. Alan, I mean, do you believe mask wearing should be mandatory across the general population going into shops wherever it happens to be? Should it be mandatory? And I, we know I'm not one for following guidelines, but uh, on this one, I do think masks should be worn in supermarkets. If you think about it, you shop once a week, mostly. You're, most you're going to wear it is, is an hour or two hours mm-hmm. in a retail setting where things can be confined. So you should wear it. If everyone wears one, I can't spell it to you, you can't spell it to me. That's what, that's what should happen. Yep. I've, been, I've been in shops this morning because I work in retail. I would say about 90% of the people are now wearing masks. And so you were, you're working in retail? Uh, yeah. Okay, so are you refusing anybody who doesn't wear them? No, so I don't work for a store or for a supplier in retail. So we okay. I'm in with retail, so. All right. So we can see we can see shoppers that are in are about ninety percent are wearing masks this morning. And when you say ninety percent, so the other ten percent are still shopping without their masks. Uh, yeah, but look, 
isn't it that 90-90-90 rule? Isn't it? You get 90% of people and 90% of things at the 90% of the time. You know, that's what, that's what normally happens. But I do think it needs to become mandatory in supermarkets. And you know what? I, I don't disagree with you. I, I look, I would wear one. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. I'm, as you rightly said, I'm there once a week for 20 minutes, right? I feel sorry for the staff have to wear them eight hours a day. So it wouldn't bother me in the slightest. Um, but the point is, should we not be introducing things based on science? If we, if this is scientific and if this pandemic is scientific and we've had so much data over the last five months, we can't fail to know what's going on at this stage. And yet the science says right across the board, right up to the 31st of March, where the WHO made a clear statement about the science, that there was no scientific evidence to say that there was any benefit whatsoever to the general population wearing masks. Why are we wearing them? Well, to the general population wearing masks only in supermarkets. You're not asking people to walk down the street wearing masks. Is that that going to be next? In in the UK, they're now talking about workplaces. I would would, would go against that one completely if it was outside in the open. But I do think in retail settings, where things are quite tight, People should wear masks, and that's just my wife, who was outside, who was working outside this country and recently. Um, the country she was in brought in mandatory masks and gloves going to supermarkets. You could not enter a supermarket if you did not have masks mm-hmm. on your face. Mm-hmm. You could only shop based on your based on alphabetically. So if your whatever your surname was would dictate what day of the week you go shopping. And oh, they brought yeah, down yeah. their levels. They brought down their levels. They had they went for for several weeks with no cases because they brought in these strict rules. So I just think for an hour or two hours a week, for everyone a two-pointer for, if everyone wears one, we might get out of this a bit quicker, we might be able to control it a bit quicker. Now, we, the government should have brought it in a long time ago, but then again, we should have it. But the, re- but the reason the government didn't bring it in was based on the evidence, the scientific I evidence. Like, come on, no, no, come on. You know well, 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 I'm, only, I'm only telling you, the, the so head of the HSC and Neffitt said... Yeah, but hold on. The HSE and Neffet both said there was no benefit to wearing masks. Both of them. And the, and the World Health Organization said it. And the CDC in America have said it. Neffet also came out to said we shouldn't be allowing people into the country, but our government still allowed 3,000 Italian fans into the country. So, you know, yeah, no, it depends. Yeah, but that, that, that decision order. wasn't based on science. That was based on stupidity. Okay, but, but Look, the, the, what I'm telling you is... The sign, there's, there's numerous scientific studies. We can talk about anecdotal stories about countries and other scientists will disagree and say those countries culturally are different or the virus was dissipating anyway and it was nothing to do with the masks. But the scientific studies that are out there, and there's numerous papers published at least one year since 2009, all say the same thing, that there is no benefit. In fact, some of them suggest it may be a negative in other words, because people are pulling at them and touching them and pulling their faces and have them halfway down their face and all sorts of carry on or wearing them constantly when they're wet or soggy, that it may have the opposite effect and actually could be dangerous to some degree, depending on how they're worn, if they're not worn properly. So, well, yeah, so, it, why, it, so why are we not basing our decisions on science anymore? Why are we basing them on what we believe is right? But if worn correctly, because the whole thing about it is if I wear one and you wear one we're protecting each other and that's what it should be well no but th- that's according to you you're telling me that but according to the, the scientific evidence we're not I'm, I, I, I'm, only, I'm only telling you what the scientific no, evidence that's, says that's, look, that's so enough, I mean okay if there was a tiny little bit of a chance that yes we are protecting each other which well and good so why not but so why not then if, it, if, you're only in a, if you're only in a supermarket for two hours a week what's the harm in two hours I don't understand, okay. I don't understand no no no, no I'm, I, I'm, do you know what I mean I'm not disagreeing with you Alan I'm, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just. I don't, I don't understand the problem with two hours. Okay, okay. I don't understand the problem either, but some people do have a problem with it. And then the, there is a problem as well, I suppose, where people say it's not so much me and you going in for 20 minutes. So that's grand. It's the staff that have to wear them for eight the, hours. The staff are, a lot of staff are now wearing those, those shields over their face, which you're seeing the. Like a welder. 
get clear. No, well, they're not that bad. Well, there's these <laughs> new ones out there. Like, they're just clear perfect. Yeah, I've you seen don't even know it until you're actually up close to someone. So, yeah, yeah, I've um, seen them. Okay, but, but say, I seen a fella the other day in a car. By the way, wearing one. Well, you see, that's just silly. So, <laughs> someone comes out wearing gloves and they get into a car wearing the same gloves. He was like a Formula that, One, was like a Formula One driver going around. Yeah. <laughs> That's just silliness. Like, those people just need to clip in the air. Well, stay, well, stay there for a second. Let me go to Jer. Jer, you're on Classic Kiss. Jer, there's Alan. Alan's yeah. argument, Jerry, is that basically, you know, if you're wearing one and he's wearing one, so then it reduces the chances and maybe we'll all yeah. get out of this quicker. Is that a fair point, Jer? No, no, I think he's way wrong. Uh, there, there is, as you said, plenty of scientific uh, experiments done. It, it's actually not in your breath. When you breathe out, there's no traces of the virus in your breath. This is why they have to go down the back of your throat to swab for it. They can't just catch it as it comes out. That test has been done. You can see it on the medical journal, nature.com online. I can send you the link after this. But, uh, so, no, it doesn't. And, and anecdotal things like, oh, people wore masks and then the reduction was there. You'll find a lot of people just won't go to the place if they have to wear masks. You know but didn't, I mean? wasn't there a but suggestion by the WHO at one stage that even the virus could possibly be spread during conversation because as you're having conversation, some p- people tend to spit a little bit. And, you know what I mean? Well, yeah, like a, a, a large goblet of... Goblet, that's, that's lovely. Fluid, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a droplet. The, the, little, the little aerosol traces that you breathe out, the minute aerosol traces, it's, not, it's, it's almost minute to try and find it in that. Like, you know what I mean? Okay, well, but, well, uh, well then here's the argument. Right. Right. I'm, just saying, I, I, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm against the mandatory wearing a mask. It should be totally optional, absolutely. Do you like, wear them? You're, do you you're wear trying, them? No, no, I don't. You're trying to get a bus to go into work to do a job, you know, and they're telling you you can't get on the bus without a mask. It's just like hindering your life trying to get in and when you're just trying to get back to work or trying to get the country back to move it, and they're just making things harder. I believe this, this step is political. I believe... Okay, well, let, let, let me... Go, well, 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 hang on. Let me, let me go against my own argument then and say, okay... Yes, the evidence seems to be there. Yes, there seems to be scientific studies that have been done for years to show there's no benefit. But what happens if all that was wrong? And by wearing masks, we can save a few lives. Is it not worth it? That's the point that Alan's making. You see, that's not a quantifiable thing. You can't say how many lives you're going to save. We, like the, the, the 1,700 that have died, we already know those figures are not right as well, you know? So... I, I well, seventeen hundred people have but, died, but, but yes, I mean, what I, they've died of is questionable. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Well, 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 right then. Where are the masks applied? When you're going into the shop, are one's going to be handing you a mask as you go in? Or are you going to have to fork you bring out your own mask? You bring your yeah, own. Yeah, you have to pay for them yourself. Who's going to clean them up off the streets? They're already littered all over the place, and they're not even mandatory yet. There's there's loads of other knock-ons to like. You know yourself. You go into the shop now, and you can see all the plastic gloves in the bottom of the wastebasket. Mm-hmm. The poor workers there don't have time to clear them. And even an awful lot of the workers don't want to be wearing these masks either. They're being forced to wear them. I didn't turn around and say them. I mean, love yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean let me go back to Alan. Alan, that's a fair point uh, to some degree. And a few people, you know, the environmental people have said this. You know, here we were, you know, six months ago going on about climate change and poor old whales and dolphins, you know, their bellies full of plastic bags. Now their bellies are going to be full of masks and, and plastic gloves. Right. We provided our, we provided, we provided our, our, our teams with uh, reusable masks. And we provide them with, I think it was 10 each. So there was no point where they were relying on uh, using the same mask so they could wash one straight away. Uh, right. So I think so we just take them? away disposable masks and check them out and actually just sell reusable masks that can be actually washed and reused. And yes, look, people are lazy dumping masks in the ground. But sure, Irish people are lazy when it comes to dumping most of them in the second ground. Go down a, can, can I point out, by the way, to those who are making their own masks out of cotton or an old T-shirt or something like that, right? Which was suggested, by the way, on the Claire Byrne show going back about three or four weeks ago when they had um, Mr. McConkie and Luke O'Neill making masks on a sewing machine. To, to make a mask out of a single piece of cotton from a T-shirt, 
you might as well not have one on at all because, again, the evidence shows that they have show absolutely no protection whatsoever. So if you want, if you want to, you know, if you want to wear one and you believe it gives you some protection, a proper surgical mask is the one to wear. The ones you buy, the actual surgical masks, which are double layered or th- three layers. Of them. Yeah, but look, this is what we should look. People have their opinions, and that's what's going to happen, right? But for me, if, if it should be managed in supermarkets. What harm can it do? It can do no harm if we do this before. We and and that's happen. that's all. Well, that's, that's like that's, 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 that's like saying what harm does a lockdown do? What harm does staying at home do? What harm does working from home do? What harm does it do? All these things, and the argument for many people, and I don't know whether it's Jerry's argument is the harm is is that every single thing that's being done takes away part of his liberty and his freedom to live his life, and it may not be a big deal in your eyes, but to some people it's a big deal. It's not but a big no, deal to I, me. I, I couldn't I, care I, less. It's a massive, it's a, so taking away anyone's liberties, right? And we've had discussions before and things, even where the COVID app, I told you I wouldn't download completely. I told you up from the start, right? Mm-hmm. But on this, this is a, something you're going to wear for two hours. It's even that per week, depending on how many times you go to the supermarket. That's it. Is that, is that, a, fair, is that a fair it's point, Jerry? I don't believe so, because there's too much in just getting a mask. Like, here's, here's the oh. catch-22. I currently don't have a mask. So now I can't I'll, I'll go into the shop and get a mask. You know well, when well, I'm furnished, you can buy them quite cheap, Jer. They're not expensive. Well, you know, not really nearly every shop is selling a pack of 10 yeah, masks now for a fiver or something. Thing, the other thing about them not being expensive is it's a recurring cost. So they will be expensive in the long run. No, you get reusable and, masks. And just another thing masks. on the reusable, you know, the reusable mask as well. You can only wash them so many times. Plus, when you wash them, you have to be very careful what you're washing them with because you're washing them in chemicals. Then you're putting that up over your mouth. Kind of different to putting it on a t-shirt on your skin. You're wearing this across your face and you're breathing in whatever chemicals you have to be washing them with. Do There's you loads of the things you have to be careful with. There's loads of things you have to be careful with. You, you do don't you breathe the odour down the back of your throat. You don't oh, but I, I, I suggest, by the way, and, and again looking at the evidence, if any mask is a washable mask, it's probably of little value to you. Because the only yeah. mask they seem to suggest would uh, for, give any form of protection, and they talk about dust and bacteria rather than viruses, uh, but then that's up to you if you believe it gives you some protection, and some people, if they believe it goes some protection, is either an N95 mask, which is a surgical mask with the two little filters at the side, or a standard surgical mask, which would be worn by a nurse when she's changing bandages, which is that blue looking one they're the only ones that would be recommended because any mask that you can wash is clearly cotton or material and according to the evidence it gives no protection whatsoever do you see the n95 box has the actual statement written on the back of it it will not protect you from corona that's right now now if it was to say it would protect you from passing it on it would put that on the box because that's a lovely selling point but they obviously don't believe that either well they're covered well they're legally covering their ass it's like it's like everything else they legally cover themselves because if somebody did catch it they'd sue them so yeah on the boxes and on the packets of masks you'll notice it does say does not protect you from COVID-19 that's like, a, that's like using bleach it only kills 99% of well, that's what I'm they saying can't say they can't say 100% they can't say okay well, well, well stay there because I have to go to Nigel before the break or I'll go to the break okay stay there Nigel I'll be with you straight after the break keep texting keep whatsapping numbers 0871 87 That's 087-188-008. Now, some of the guidelines that are coming out, of course, in Retail Excellence Ireland has sent us a, uh, a list, I suppose, of the guidelines. Retailers have responded positively, and I think that helps retailers to continue trading and prevent a second wave is welcomed. It said it is, a no, it is notable since last Wednesday's announcement that numbers wearing face coverings has increased, particularly in shopping centres. Compliance seems to be around at 75%. That's not something I noticed when I was out the other day, but however, um, I went shopping the other day on Thursday 
and I reckon compliance was probably around 30 or 40%, but that's their, their, their observation. The preferred uh, preference of many retail staff is to wear Perspex face shields rather than a mask so the face can be seen and communication can be improved. Again, I don't know how much protection a face shield gives you considering it's just hanging in the front of your face. I don't see how that could give any protection at all, actually. Uh, let me go to Nigel. Nigel, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Nigel? Hi, how's it going? Uh, Nigel, do you agree with mask wearing or mandatory mask wearing in public places, shops, uh, public transport? I think everybody agrees probably with public transport, but do you agree with it? Yeah, 100%, yeah. Totally. Okay, and, and for what, based on what reason? Because we said so. For the very simple reason, there's a simple phrase you need to keep in your head. And that simple phrase is, say it, don't spray it. The masks are there not only to prevent stuff coming into you, but to stop you spreading it to other people. And what about the scientific evidence that says out there on numerous scientific studies that are in relation to a virus, which is, I don't like, it's minuscule, obviously we, can, we can't see viruses, it's not like a piece of spit that we can physically see, that there is no evidence whatsoever that the mask gives you any form of protection, particularly when they're badly worn. Well, that's fine. I, I agree with you in fairness about the badly worn, um, you know, people with it down over the nose. But are you so. disregarding the scientific evidence that I just mentioned? One hundred percent. Yeah. You're just so. And did you do you have a doctorate or have you, have you a degree no, in no. immunology or? No, not at all. Well, um, well, then why are we disregarding that science? Because I'm a carer. I look after four old people. Absolutely, and, and you should wear them if you're a carer. Well, logic is. Why are you saying that? Well, the logic is because for other reasons, they talk about the reasons masks are worn by carers is not just in relation to COVID-19. It's in relation to the fact that if you're leaning over somebody, particularly somebody who's lying down, obviously, if you're a carer, you're dealing with people who are lying down and prone all the time. And you're prone, should I say, you're standing up that, you know, droplets from your mouth containing other bacteria could fall Mm -hmm. from your mouth into their face or onto their skin or into their mouth. That's the reason masks are worn by nurses when changing bandages, for example. But they would normally disregard them and dispose them when they walk away. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it it literally is, say it, don't spread. Yeah. It's it's about you transferring it to other people. It's not about you protecting you from it. But I would would agree with you if, Mm. if I believed there was evidence there to suggest that. But the evidence suggests otherwise. Yeah, but 1%. Even if it's a 1% increase in okay. reduction of chance, then I'm willing to take it. Okay, I'm not so willing to endanger... Uh, and, and I think in your profession, absolutely. The, mm-hmm. the same way as a fireman runs in with a fire suit, you know, or a fire person, should I say, into a fire. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they have to be protected in their particular line of work, and that has been the way in that particular line of work. But mm-hmm. when you have an organisation, the World Health Organisation, turn around basing their statement on evidence, saying there is no specific evidence to suggest that wearing a mask by the mass population has any potential benefit. What do you say to that? Again, it's potential, it's possible, it's not confirmed 100%. You'll never be able to confirm that as a fact. Therefore, it's to be ignored. Okay, so you, know? so you think you might as well take the chance, just put one on, and sure, if it saves a couple of lives, sure, well and good. That's the, that's the way we should look at it, so. Yes, 100%. Okay. It's, if one person dies because people don't wear masks, then that is blood on your hands. So you, would, you, you, you think a whole population should wear a mask to stop one person from dying? What? Of course. You really you, believe that? You believe, yeah. you believe there's no trade-offs in life? No, none whatsoever. If you're gonna well, and okay, a- so well, then let, let me give you an analogy. If we all slowed down and drove at five kilometres an hour, nobody would die in the roads. Mm, so should no, we do that? Do you know, the point I'm making is we do believe that we know there's trade-offs in life. 
We have industry which puts pollution into the air, which kills thousands and millions probably every single year. But the trade-off is, of course, that we produce goods and manufacture goods for people to live their lives and makes the well, world a better place. I understand where you're coming from, but that's the choice you make. The choice I make is the second I go into anywhere within 10 feet of somebody, I'm wearing a mask. I'm not wearing gloves. I will tell you that. And I, and I believe you should as a care worker. And I believe nurses and doctors should continue to do it as well because that's, you know, the way they would protect very vulnerable people because normally when you're mm-hmm. dealing as a carer or a doctor or a nurse, you're dealing with people who may be immune suppressed, who may yeah. be in very vulnerable situations. I couldn't disagree really? with you more. We say I use sanitizer every time I go in. Absolutely. And by the way, that's good practice, by the way. I think yeah. what we've really learned from this virus is wash your bloody hands. But, but, yeah, <laughs> but stay there stay there for a second because, Nigel, Sean, you're on Classic Kids. Nigel uh, believes, obviously, he's a healthcare worker, so it's not a big deal for him to wear a mask. He wears them on a regular basis anyway. But would you yeah. wear them? Are you wearing them, Sean? No, I wouldn't like to wear one. Um, I mean, it's difficult on public transport. There's pressure there on people. But they do say in the rules that if you don't wear one, you can't be judged by the other passengers. Well, you, you need a reason not to wear one, by law on public transport. Now, not in relation to retail, because there's no legislation yet, it's a guideline. But in relation to public transport, you do need a reason not to wear one. You have to have either a disability or special needs or somebody who yeah, suffers... Yeah, or distress. Distress, yeah. Yeah, like I tried to wear one on transport last week and it gave me a very bad headache. So it, it would, you know, put you off from going on public transport mm-hmm. if you had to wear one. I do think it's just state control. It's, it's like a, like you said, the WHO even came out and said it's not effective. Now they've obviously the changed their minds, obviously now because oh, they're they, no, I know they're flipping back and forth. That was the thirty first of March they made that statement. By the way, it's it's like a communist country where they like make the people do something against reason or logic. It's like most China they had. Well, well, Nigel, Nigel has given. Nigel has given. Well, Nigel has given the logic. Even if the scientific studies show there's no benefit, if practically somebody's life was saved because of it. Isn't it worth well, that's it? Just, uh, that's just someone's opinion, like someone else might think, like the analogy you gave with driving like five kilometres an hour. You know, we, mm-hmm. we have to find a way to live, you know. We can't be 100% safe all the time. No, we can't. That's We'd true. never leave the house. But I suppose that we, uh, during a pandemic and it's an emergency, the idea, I suppose, that Nigel would, at the point Nigel would make, is we have to take steps to um, do everything in, uh, that we, in our power possibly that we can do and cooperate. But the idea of the pandemic we had originally from China is totally different from what we have in reality. Like, they were showing us videos of people of collapsing in the street. Which never happened. And yeah. that never came here. So yeah, I, I don't... I, don't I, I, remember I remember getting those videos at the very start, going back in February, I think it was, of people literally dying on streets. And mm. everybody kind of thought, oh, my God, this is awful. And the WHO said there was a 5% mortality rate, which we now know is completely untrue. Uh, the mortality Unfortunately, rate, on Patrick Street in Cork, I did see an elderly lady... She kind of slumped over on the street, but it wasn't because of the virus. It was exhaustion mm-hmm. because it was just at the start of the pandemic and she was trying to get her shopping and she had heavy bags okay. and, I, and she was there, you know, so it's like... Was she effect. okay? She was. People helped her straight away. Okay, okay. But it, it's like it, the virus didn't hurt her. It was the whole hysteria around it. And I think in general, that's what's damaging people more. I mean, Nigel, he makes a fair point there, Sean, that, you know, at the start of this, of course, like everybody else, we, we, there, was, there was a lot of hysteria and videos going around of people dropping dead in, in the streets of China, which turned out, from what we can see from the rest of the world, didn't really happen. I mean, and this, you know, mortality rate of 5%, it's now predicted it's lower than half of 1%. So do you, do you think there, there's been too much hysteria around it, Nigel? Not at all. So, um, one of your 
parents or one of your friends died, you wouldn't think That's so. not an answer to the question I've asked you. That, what you're doing is you're making it emotional. Oh, I see. Well, it's how I respond to a question like that. Mm. I can't look at myself in the mirror if I brought the virus into my home and killed my parents. I couldn't. I couldn't survive doing, mm. knowing that fact. So I do everything I can to ensure that, that stuff does not enter their lives or the other couple I look after. I okay. just can't. Okay, what's, what, okay, let me just go to Amory as well. Amory, you're on Classic. It's Aidan Amory. Hi, Niall. How are you? Uh, there, Nigel says he couldn't live with himself if indeed, uh, I'm assuming he's not that old. Um, he's a, you know, <laughs> well, sorry, Nigel, I'm making a guess there that you're under the age of 65 anyway. Um, that if he was out and about and, and picked up the virus, he couldn't live with himself if he brought it home and gave it to an elderly person or somebody more vulnerable. Well, I would have to agree with him because my mother is cocooning as well. So I would feel very guilty if I brought that into her home. I'm also helping to care for her at the moment. So, you know, I mean, like if there is no necessity to wear face masks, then why do we need to stand two metres apart? There has to be a logic and a rationale for that thinking. So the rationale for standing two, me- two metres apart is to stop the spread via droplets in the air. So, you know, if they're giving us these um, details, then, you know, Absolutely, I think we should wear face masks. I've been wearing them since more or less the beginning. And I found the stigma attached to wearing a face mask in my local Lidl here in Limerick. People would look at you and laugh. Yeah. Well, yeah, so, but, but yeah, but you're, again, like Nigel, you're, you're caring for somebody who's more vulnerable than you are. And I can understand that. I mean, that, and, and by the way, that was probably always the case if you're caring for somebody who's in a vulnerable situation. Because before COVID-19 came along, we've many other viruses in this world that we live with on a daily basis. Of course, they're yeah. everywhere. I mean, we know that. They're, they're even in our own system. Once we get a virus, Absolutely. our system cages it and we move on from it. But yeah. like, you know, you were saying about how do we limit the, the, the collateral damage? I mean, there's always going to be damage, is the way you put it. But like, I mean, slowing down to five cans an hour when we drive. I mean, you know, and we have to be logical about this. What can well, that, we well, do to Okay, isn't that the point I'm making to We have the to be logical. The WHO have changed their guidance from two metres down to one metre. So they're even... That doesn't seem to be very, very reasonable either. They don't know mm-hmm. where they're coming no. from. Yeah, but in fairness, that was a financial decision. That wasn't anything else. Absolutely agree with you, Nigel, yeah. Yeah. But but it but it has to be Nigel a financial decision because as much as we you can turn around and say you can't put money before lives yes you can mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why because money and wealth is intrinsically linked to health so if we've no money and if our businesses collapse all over the country we have no taxes being paid to the state if we've no taxes being paid to the state we can't fund the health service so and so we have to look at the, we have to be logical too Nigel yeah no, I understand that but there's also the fact that the other companies have started up because of this. I mean, there's a pharmaceutical company down in, in Cork City that hired an extra 500 staff permanently. Yeah, but you, yeah, but it'd be logical. And logically, I, logically, Nigel, every single day. Only today I'm looking at Marks and Spencer's who put out an announcement, uh, the first raft of redundancies and people being let mm-hmm. go. Um, and Debenhams. And, and Debenhams and all the other big retails, the, the high street stores. You've got, yeah. These shops are down to 50% capacity. They're not going to survive right. long. But how, um, how was Marks and Spencer doing before this? I know the high street was already in trouble because online stores like Amazon and places like that weren't yep. doing quite, quite well. But I, I get that. But the, but the point is, you're not suggesting to me, Nigel, that we're not go, we're not going to lose out in our economy big time because of this pandemic. Of course we are. No, I don't think so because I spent probably about a thousand euro last month on Amazon stuff, and I spent maybe three hundred quid per year. Yeah, but that's previously. going into Jeff Bezos' pockets. It's not going into the, it's not going into our <laughs> government's pocket. Well, I've lost it. By the way, who is now officially the richest man in the world, by the way? Did you know that? 
Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Turnover is up by 300% in the last six months. Why wouldn't it be? (laughs) All right, listen, that's a half-second break. Thank you, Anne-Marie. Thank you to Nigel, and thank you as well to to Sean. Uh, Keep texting. uh, Keep WhatsApping. The number is 087-188-0008. The statement by Nigel of bringing the virus into his home is ridiculous because he could have brought uh, the seasonal flu to his parents every single year, and I'm sure he hasn't been wearing a mask before now. Well, he is a care worker, so he probably has been wearing a mask. Um, another person says they've taken me off my, uh, my me and my partner off our medication now they are forcing us to wear a mask there is no evidence that the mask will slow the spread it's somebody having a sick joke uh, this is starting to look like a scam to keep people from conversing about bigger events I don't know that might be a little bit of conspiracy theory now what to silence you in some way she can always take the mask off and talk anyway can't you uh, Stephen you're on Classic Kids how are you doing Stephen Hi, Niall. Good afternoon. Um, Stephen, you believe the information of the mass has changed since the beginning of the pandemic. Uh, do you believe this is scientific or political? No, I think it's scientific. Um, I think you're absolutely right. Initially, there was advice not to wear face masks. But if you look at the World Health Organization, the US Centre for Disease Control, NEPHIS here, European Centre for Disease Control, they're all now recommending face masks. I think the reason for that, as they say in their own, in, in their own research, is initially they weren't aware of how the virus was, was spread by people who didn't have symptoms initially or those who never developed symptoms. And it's clear now that they do from the water droplets. I mean... Well, when this virus off- is spread, I mean, thankfully it's not airborne, although there were some suggestions of that going back a couple of weeks ago, but that wasn't the case at all. So this virus is spread, you know, through coughing up to a couple of metres, whatever it is, or sneezing or whatever it happens to be. And, and which is pretty similar, I suppose, vehicle and method to most other viruses in the way it's spread, including other coronaviruses like the common cold, which is a coronavirus as well. Um, so in saying that, the evidence that... that I quoted earlier in the show there, and I, I purposely looked it up, and I was looking at an interesting um, documentary by a scientist in the United States, and he he obviously uh, referred to all the different studies that have been done. Uh, the Smith study, the Jacob study, the Benriza study, uh, the Afuda study of 2017, and studies right up to, la- up to this year, 2020, which all come to the same conclusion. So why, and that was, by the way, they were the studies that the WHO were, were um, basing their their statements on back on March the 31st. So why suddenly has that changed? I don't think it's suddenly. And I mean, also, I mean, you talk to two scientists, the same as talking to two economists, ask them the same question, you'll, get, you'll probably get three different answers. Mm-hmm. There is disagreement in it. But I think on the balance of probability, wearing a mask does work. And wearing no mask certainly gives you no protection. Wearing a mask yep. is more about protecting others around you. If I, well, if should I we, should we be RFP, advising people to wear the bloody right mask? Because if we are going to look at mask studies and how they, they disperse a sneeze or a cough, okay, it's quite clear that not wearing a mask properly, first of all, is not very beneficial at all to you. So if you're, not going to, if you're going to have it hanging under your nose, like I've seen some people, that's kind of pointless, right? And also, you know, wearing a mask properly and the type of mask. Again, these studies show that cotton masks have absolutely zero effect when it comes to a virus. They do have some effect when it comes to dust or bacteria, but not when it comes to a virus. So this well, idea I, of I making your you. mask out of a T-shirt is pointless. Well, um, you're, you're right. The N95 mask, the medical-grade masks are the best. But I think there is a lot of evidence, and just one layer is wrong. I think three or four layers of cotton mm-hmm. does work. But it's better to have that than not have that. I said it mightn't work all the time. Parachutes don't work all the time, but I wouldn't jump out of an airplane without one. <laughs> I think it's better to have it. Um, I mean, this is about protecting ourselves and our neighbours. I mean, I could have it, maybe if ha- I have had it and I don't know, and I could be shopping and I could be spreading it to someone else. I could be t- beside you and talking, and sometimes droplets of water do come out. 
And so, and do you do you are you wearing your mask all the time? Are you only wearing it in, in public transport or shops? So where where are you wearing your mask at the moment? I would wear the mask if I go into shops or I, as you know I work in IT. I would vers- I would visit customer sites. When I go into them, I, I would certainly put it on and wear it. Um, I mean I I feel fit and healthy. I don't have a problem myself, but. We don't know if we're a carrier. And, and, yeah, that, and I wouldn't have a problem. problem wearing one. By the way, I'm not an objector or anything. I have no problem wearing a mask into a shop or whatever it happens to be, right? Uh, thankfully, I don't get to use public transport too often. But in saying that, <clears throat> there are a lot of people who don't want to wear them or who feel, uh, you know, uh, claustrophobic or anxiety or they feel they can't breathe properly or they're too warm. Um, so do you believe legislation should force people? Because I watched a video, I'll be honest with you, the other night, and it was a fella on a bus and the police were called because he wouldn't put his mask on. Now, he did have a mask with him, but he just wouldn't put it on him. And he said he felt uncomfortable. He said he had a disability. And now, the, the police then, he, he eventually got off the bus willingly, and the police arrested him under the public or, were arrested him under the Public Order Act. Now, the guy was being a bit of a gobshite, I give you that. But he did say he had a disability and would produce a card if necessary. And I kind of felt, who's wrong here? The guards for making it such a difficult situation or him for just being in plonker and not wearing the mask. And, and I'm going, is this really the country we live in where people are going to get arrested for not wearing them? Well, I think like most things, it's, 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 it, there has to be a degree of common sense. I think we're probably lucky in this country in that most of our guards do exercise re, you know, common sense when they're dealing with someone. And if somebody has a genuine reason, a medical reason, GPs will give them a letter. So have that with you. But I, I don't think it's a bad idea. It's compulsory to wear um, a seatbelt when, when we're in a car. It's compulsory to wear clothes. You can't walk around naked. You might you know, the clothes suit you or you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> you, still, you still don't walk around naked. But there's, and, there's clear science when it comes to wearing a seatbelt in a car. You're going to go through the windscreen if you don't. So there's clear... I mean, and by the way, when, I remember when seatbelts were brought in, there was objections to it. And people did die. I'm not bloody wearing a seatbelt in a car. So that was a lot of that was going on at the time. But clear science was presented to show us, here's a crash with somebody wearing one... Here's a crash with somebody not wearing them. He goes through the window. You don't. So there was clear science behind that. Whereas the science from this seems to change as the days go on. Back and forward, back and forward. Well, I don't think it's back and forth, back and forth. I think there's more evidence now that wearing a mask helps. And, Niall, they might be wrong, but by wearing a mask, you're not going to make yourself more vulnerable. But if the science is, is more... Um, it's it, it more de- definitive in, in a couple of months that wearing a mask does save okay. lives. Why take the risk? Okay, so let, let's say, let me give you a, a, a what if, right? Let's say yeah, COVID-19 dissipates itself as some scientists predict and it disappears in six months' time. All right, and it's gone, okay? Let's, fingers crossed, everybody, all right? But, of course, we still have other viruses out there. We still have the common cold, which is a coronavirus. We still have influenza, which is out there as well. And the government say, well, listen, going forward, we think this mask thing is a great idea. So we're going to leave the legislation in place. And you have to wear a mask going forward. Do you think that's a good thing? Well, I, that I, culturally I we change. Well, I do know. I mean, I, um, in the, about 10 years ago, I travelled to China and Hong Kong quite frequently. And it was commonplace in all those countries um, to have masks on. In South Korea, they have it as well. Um, I think do you think that's culturally was, a good thing? Do you think that's a good thing for Ireland? Because I don't know about not seeing people's faces all the time now. Oh, I, maybe we should have transparent masks. I don't know if that would be possible. <laughs> you get, well, you can, I believe, for people, by the way, who are, are obviously um, hard at hearing or people who um, lip read, you can get masks with a little Perspex front on it. Well, there you go. Or actually, talking of Perspex, I mean, a lot of people wear the, the, the face mask rather than, you know, the one that goes Screens, to the head, yeah, you, I don't see the point of those, to be honest with you. 
It's better better than nothing. I think it's degrees. If you're working in the kitchen all the time, maybe, uh, where it's very hot, it's better to have that than to have nothing. Do you think so? Yes. I I mean, because if you sneezed or coughed, it's still going to go. It'd just go in a different direction, won't it? Well, it might necessarily go right in front of the person you're speaking to, and you can change them. Well, I mean, look, a good hygiene should mean you should cough into your hand or turn away or walk out of a room. I mean, if I'm a smoker, so if I'm going to cough, what I normally do is just get up from my desk and walk out somewhere else and cough and not in front of people. Sure, but I mean, we're all human. To use Amy Ryan's phrase, we all have human frailties. Yeah. So, I mean, things can happen. You can sneeze unexpectedly. You could you could cough unexpectedly. So at least if the mask is on and you're beside someone, I mean, maybe I'm particularly have a particular view on this because as you may know I buried my mum in April this year now she didn't have COVID but going through that pain and going through the fact of the funeral and only having 10 people there wasn't easy Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't wish that on anyone so my view is if I wear a mask and I have the symptoms or I am infected at least I'm not putting someone else's family at risk Okay, well, hold on. I've got to take a break. I've got to come to um, uh, John just after the break as well. Some of your messages, by the way, coming in on WhatsApp too. Yes, Niall. Niall, I am liking you, mate. I am relatively a new listener to your show, yeah? You are the only fellow that seems to be talking quite good sense and asking the right questions because the hypocrisy is stupidity and I, I really respect your values for that. I really do. John, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, John? How you doing? Good. John, um, you were caught in Spain at the start of the pandemic. Uh, when, when you said, well, you say you were caught in Spain, what, were you over there on a holiday or something? Or? I, I was on holidays and we were told flights were still going and suddenly, I don't know, was it the Irish government or whoever, yep. just cut all the flights on us. That's uh, right. That, I remember the time, yeah, a lot of people were caught in different countries around the world, yeah. Four months. How long were you there? Four months. Four months? How long was the holiday meant to be? Uh, two and a half weeks. <laughs> how, did you, how did you survive four months? And could you not get a flight? Was There were no Ryanair flights at all? None. There was, there was, uh, there was a couple of flights, but they were through Madrid. And uh, they, they were, we weren't going to risk because Madrid was a hot spot. Okay. So we, we decided, look, flights will come back. Uh, between Ryanair and Aer Lingus, they started putting flights up, but then I think it was down to the Irish Gulf. And where where, where were you? What, what part of Spain were you in? Put it this way, I was in Spain, and over there, uh, mandatory was masks when you were going to uh, supermarkets. Yeah, but what, what part? Sorry, what part of Spain, John? Did you go to on holidays? I, I was down near Malaga. In Malaga, okay, okay. Yeah, but there was no going out. Uh, you were caught outside. Um, you, you were fined twice and brought to court on the third third occasion. So uh, that was no it was no holiday for the four and a half months. By the way, how how could you afford to stay there for four and a half months? Um I, I was very, very lucky work uh wrecked in and I was able to work from there with we had great internet. So Right, uh, okay. And that that was thanks to one of the Irish phone companies. They were very, very helpful. Uh but the Irish government wasn't. Well we were So your office was in Malaga? And yeah, I, I was talking to people from America. Yeah. They didn't even know, and they were they were you know they, they were telling us about the weather. You know, oh, the weather's great and the whole lot. We I wasn't able to really tell them where I was, but it was a situation where uh, the only places we were allowed were to the supermarket, to the pharmacy, uh, 
or to the petrol station. Yeah, I had a guy on, uh, Peter, who, who comes on to us regularly on the show, who lives in Malaga, uh, and he was telling us how difficult it became over there very quickly. It, it actually, it, it kind of came on, well, I suppose everywhere in the world it came on very quickly as well. I, and, but I find it surprising that you ended up there for four and a half months and couldn't get yourself back. That's terrible. You know? Well, a bit, no flights uh, yeah. to Ireland. That was the problem. We could have gone through the UK. We could have gone through other countries. But basically, I I have been more happier. Uh, yeah, you weighed up the risks, I suppose, yeah. Well, part of this way, I walked into one of the Irish airports. I won't say what it is. And I was told to fill out a form. And the pens were held on. Uh, they were on an old school table, and they were hand, uh, they, they were they were taped to the desk with bailing twine. That will tell you now how how uh, how good the. I know are. which airport that was because we had a guy on the other night telling us he came to probably that same airport, and yep. he was asked did he fill out a form, uh, you know, the quarantine form or whatever it is where you coming from, where you going, and he said no, and they said there's one on the table over there with some pens. He filled it out. He said nobody even checked it, and he said yep. he just walked out of the airport. I, I, I quarantine for 14 days because I have two people in my family that would be older. So I, I, I had to move out and quarantine. Did, that, did anybody that. check your form in the airport? Uh, put it this way, the immigration officer said, I'm not touching that, put it in the letterbox, but he took my passport. Right, okay, so he didn't okay. check your form. Yeah. Um, it, uh, so nobody, the point is, nobody's checked. No. No, of um, course not. You could be coming um, from anywhere. You know, people should be quarantining and the whole lot. Uh, what they should really be doing is um, when you walk into a Spanish airport, your thermal temperature is checked. It's it, it, it one extra thing they're doing there. It's not now, a big, yeah, it's not, not a big deal. Two or three staff, yeah, it's not a big deal. It, 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 may, it, it may not say that you have the coronavirus or anything. But it like certainly that. reduces the risk. Yeah. It seemingly reduces the risk. Um, yeah. So that that was fine. I, I had no problem going through that. Of course, and you wouldn't. Yeah. It, it, it was a situation I was quite happy. But since I've come home, uh, the complacency here, two meter distancing out the door, uh, people walking in and out of shops, not even not even sanitising their hands or wearing masks, touching things, then touching their faces. Um, it, it's it's horrendous over here. So I come into a regime of just totally wearing the mask and that is covering the nose and the mouth not yeah. just the mouth which I think is ridiculous uh, but if you, if you didn't you wouldn't even be let in um, on the 5th of May we came out of what we call phase 0 to phase 1 so certain things were able to open uh, about a week later because we were doing so well we jumped into phase 2 so the shops started opening and the shops were they were quite rigorous. I walked into a shop. It thought I was at home, and I nearly got the the chairs was eight out of me. Because you weren't wearing a mask. No, I went in and seen the store was only meant to be for three people, and I was the fourth. Oh right, okay. So you, you, they went by square footage, I, I assume. I'm sorry to cut you a bit short, but it sounds like well, thankfully you're back now. By the way, you're home. You made it home at the I'm end. Ba- I'm back, but no. No look to the Irish government. I no, tried no. everything, anything with the embassy down there. They're a joke. There was about we do know because there was a, there is a Facebook group and it's still going. We do know there was about four and a half thousand people caught there. 
I know. I know. And we, we spoke to many of them at the time and we spoke to many people in other countries as far away as Peru and Australia and many other places who were caught around the world. And you're right, um, the embassies weren't much help uh, to people uh, around the country. They'd, some people, they got them home, but the others they didn't. But I'm glad to hear you got back in the end anyway. My people have to wear masks. If somebody has coronavirus and they're not wearing a mask and they get public transport or go into a shop, they're coughing on their hands, they're coughing on, they're touching items, they're speaking to people, they are going to spread it, they are potentially going to spread it. Whereas if they're wearing a mask, the chances of them spreading it to somebody else goes down. It's like what you said about the seatbelts, people wear seatbelts in cars. Yeah, if you, if you crash, so if you crash and you're not wearing a seatbelt, you go through the window. Bus, what are the odds of crashing? They're low enough. So people mightn't wear one and say, I won't wear one because I, the chances are is I won't crash today. Well, it's the same with the coronavirus and masks. Chances are you won't have, or somebody mightn't have coronavirus. But if they don't wear a mask, you know, they, 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 they don't know if they don't have, they don't know if they have it. So they have to wear a mask to avoid the potential chance of spreading it. There you go. I'm glad people are using my car crash one. By the way, just to mention as well that um, there was a story there in the paper, a construction site in Dublin City has been temporarily closed after a number of workers tested positive for the coronavirus. And it says uh, one a staff member initially tested positive and the follow-up testing of the other working on the site identified a further positive case. Uh, now let me go to Anya. Anya on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Anya? Hello. Uh, Anya, do you believe everybody should, uh, you know, voluntarily wear these masks? I mean, how far should we stretch it? Should it be every public place? Should it be everywhere? It should be really because, you know, when you wear it first, but then you get used to it. I don't mind it at all now. People aren't adhering to the guidelines anyway. Don't go blaming anybody but people. They're not Mm. doing it now. They weren't doing it from the beginning. Right. And Uh, you know, now you have so much faith in the signs. God didn't create the universe with science, and you're not believing them now. But God didn't invent the masks either. What? God didn't. Well, he would. He believed to. He would. He would if he could. He didn't have to invent the mask. He could do it. <laughs> I was at mass yesterday, and it was really good there. Okay, so you were at. Oh, yeah, well, it was great to see the churches back open, of course, so you yeah. could go to mass. And there's only two in the seats. And everybody, you know, they, when they were going out, they kept their... They were, we people down the country are much better than you, Terry. So what, there's only two people on each uh, yeah. pew? Is that pew? Two is people in each season. There were big, long seasons. Yeah. The church is really big and a high roof. And, and were you wearing a mask? I was, yeah. And was everybody else in the church wearing a mask? They were. Okay, so there was full compliance. Yeah. I doubt the priest was wearing one up on the pulpit now, in fairness. He was when he was giving out communion. Oh, what was that would be thing? But he's still, yeah. is he not still touching the communion? Sorry? He's not, he's touching the communion. Anyway, they shouldn't be putting it in their hands. I know, but he's They still, should open their gob and you have it. They shouldn't put do you remember the old days when you used to have a put in your gob? Yeah, the gob is better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I told a funny story. No, like, Here's a funny story for you quickly, Anya, because I don't have much time today. But I, I, when we were practicing for communion when I was a kid in school, <laughs> right, Mr. Haslam was the principal of the school and the parish priest... Father Foley wasn't around that day that we were practicing, so Mr. Haslam had to pretend to give out the communion. So he didn't actually have any communion, he had a key. And we all walked up the aisle and, and we'd put our, you know, we'd say, What's it, bless you, what's he say to you? What's the body of Christ? And you went, Amen, oh, and stuck your tongue out. And he stuck his key in your mouth to practice. Oh. And everybody was sticking the key in everyone's mouth. Oh, the germs. <laughs> so, why do you believe everybody no, like, should wear you know, the masks? You know, everybody. People kind of just kept their distance and even without masks. But, oh, they're definitely not doing it. And right. the old people are worse than anyone. 
Do you think? I thought old people would be more conscious of us. down here, you know. And they give you a look then when they'll see you with a mask. No, the mask, you, you really get used to them, though. Right, and okay. then the glasses, and you put it up, put the, take off the, put the mask on first. Yeah, yeah. And then put the glasses over them, and you won't fog up. Should they fog up when I'm cooking, when I'm I know. in the rain? Oh, when you're making a cup of tea, they fog up. A cup of tea, they yeah. fog up. <laughs> and I don't like wearing glasses. I hate it. No, I wear glasses now. I wasn't wearing them up to a couple of months ago. Around your ears, they're, they're, you know, they're irritable. I know. But you have to do, you know. And, and you have to like, do what you have to do to protect yourself. The medics don't lay down all these guidelines to pursue them later on. Okay, listen, thank you, Anya. Lovely to talk to you again, by the way, and I hope, I'm glad you're keeping well, by the way. Loads of those people texting in. Somebody says, uh, you get used to it because you stop breathing as efficiently, says Mairead. All right. Obviously, Mairead believes you don't breathe efficiently when you have a mask on. And I suppose for long, there has been studies done about breathing over a long period of time. People can be more uncomfortable, of course, after a 20-minute period wearing a mask. And that's why I suppose on public transport, it's not too long going shopping. It's not too long. But I worry more about the staff who have to wear them for a long period of time. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.